Hello, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to Weird Mythic Podcast. <laughs> and you know what? Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there, and a very special Happy Mother's Day to my mom. I'm so excited to see you this coming next next week. Finally, it's been like, I swear, almost two years since I've seen my mom, guys. So we're super excited, taking it to the coast for a few days, and we're going to hang out, party, smoke, drink, all of it. So I'm very excited to hang out with my mom, and happy Mother's Day again to everybody. Um, I have a movie, well, not really a movie wreck this week, guys, but it is a TV show that I've been watching, and it's a Korean show about, like, monsters and the end of the world type stuff, and guys, it is cracking me up because the subtitles straight up don't match the, uh, like, like I have to have subtitles on, and it's not matching what they're saying through their mouths, like, <laughs> the voiceover and the subtitles straight up do not match, so go check that out. And it is hilarious if you like, you know, foreign movies and TV shows. It's called Sweet Home. Should have mentioned that before. But yes, Sweet Home. It's a Korean show. The subtitles do not match what the voiceover is doing. Go check it out. It's hilarious. Other than the other thing, I have been to four concerts this year. And y'all should be jealous. So much fun. This has been a great concert season. I just saw Modest Mouse. And they freaking killed it. I love whoever does their lighting. Because I like going to shows and I really get into light shows. The ways that they had like their soft blues and soft yellows with the song just lined up so, so well. I hope you guys have been checking out those podcasts that I've been recommending the last couple episodes. Uh, Macabre Family Podcast just ended their Playboy murder series. And great job. Like for real. Great job, guys. Yeah. Um. I have another recommendation for Live Laugh Larceny. It's a true crime, but more like petty true crime show. They are hilarious. Me and Serena got to meet both of them uh, at the True Crime Podcast Festival last year, and they are hilarious. They've also given us recommendations and tips on our audio stuff. So uh, just go check them out. It's lighthearted true crime stuff. It's like Walmart people and Florida men all together. Like they are hilarious and they always bring in good comedy with this petty true crime stuff. <laughs> Speaking of true crime, have you guys been keeping up with the Lori Vallow case? Finally, it, it, it happened, guys. She has been convicted of murdering her two children, JJ and Tylee. She was also convicted of conspiring to commit murder for Chad's wife, Tammy. So she has been charged two counts of first degree, two counts of grand theft, which is the fact that she lied about where the children were, where their whereabouts were, one count of conspiracy to commit murder. She could get life in prison, but there has been no sentence set yet. We And I will update you guys as soon as that comes out. So that makes two of the true crime stuff that I've been following completely done with. The one chick is not Madeline McCain. And yeah, Lori has now been convicted. Um, I don't know what else I'm going to follow, but I'm going to come up with some other like current event for everybody to follow that I can get updates on because I don't know what's going to happen with Miscavige. He's still running from the law. So as soon as I do have an update there, of course, I will give that. But let me get into why we are here today. This is the final UFO episode in this series. 
However, I think I will do random UFO episodes here and there. But right now, this is the last one. I'm going to mark it as final. And then the others will just be like UFO episodes. If I want to cover it, maybe it'll be like a cryptid type episode. But anyways, this is the final UFO episode for this series. In this episode, I am mainly focused on the conspiracy stuff and what the government has done with those conspiracies. Like, has the government been involved with UFOs, UAPs, and extraterrestrials? We'll, we'll get into that at the end. But let's, here, there has been a lot of talk, right? Especially lately about UFOs and how they're actually weather balloons, right? And as I'm doing this research, I always see the government talk about how UAPs that are being investigated are not a threat to national security, right? So here's my question. What was up with them shooting down that weather balloon and people freaking out over it? The people were thinking, is it a weather balloon? Is it a UAP? Well, the government obviously knew that it was not a UAP. They obviously knew that this was not extraterrestrials. So they shot it down. So that just makes my conspiracy brain think. Now I do have to listen to the government a little bit when it comes to spy planes and spy balloons from other countries that could possibly be a threat to us here in the U.S. I'll pay a little more attention to that. But the ones they don't pay attention to, those ones they're telling us not to worry about, those are, for me, 100% UAPs. They 100% are whatever you want, UAP, UFO, ETs. So the ones they don't really care too much about because quote unquote, not a threat to national security, whatever. Those are the ones that we definitely should know are from another planet, from some other extraterrestrial life. But the ones they shoot down, those are the ones where they're like, oh no, that's earth stuff. <laughs> At least that's what it seems like to me, right? There has been more UAP sightings, which if you need me to explain, sorry, I'm trying to use UAP more instead of UFO, but unidentified aerial phenomena. There have been more sightings and reports coming out recently, and I don't know if it's because there, there's just more technology within the last 10 to 20 years in social media that we can now film this for ourselves and show it to our peers, show it to our family, and put it out there for random other people to see on YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, all of that. Is it just because of that now we're seeing more UFO and UAP sightings? I don't know. Just some food for thought, fam. I've tried to look into what the government decides is worth shooting down or not and what is worth putting out to the public or not. And I just, there isn't one specific thing that is out there to tell them why they're giving us information, but it's just something we got to keep looking at. Whatever the government is giving us, this is something we actually need to look at and look into the stuff they're not telling us. So Anywho, let's get in to some government entities that have worked on and have investigated unidentified aerial phenomenon. And this is what is considered to be 100% unidentified. I'm also going to be talking about different groups in the United States that are actively investigating UAP sightings, along with a bunch of other military and government officials who have officially come out on how the government knows and have been working with extraterrestrial life. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with one of the first projects the U.S. Air Force did conduct studies in, which was in 1948, and this was called Project Sign. This, however, morphed into Project Grunge in 1949. 
which was for the U.S. Air Force to investigate UFOs. It wasn't until 1952 that Project Blue Book came into the picture. Project Blue Book didn't just study UFO reports and investigate those reports, but they had two specific main goals, which was to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security and then to analyze any UFO-related data. Project Blue Book was also a code name. The public and other government agencies did not know about Project Blue Book, that this was a a code name for the U.S. Air Force to study UFOs. So nobody really knew what Project Blue Book was. If anybody asked, it was not about UFOs. (laughs) And by the end of Project Blue Book in 1969, the U.S. Air Force had studied 12,618 UFO reports. Most of those reports were determined to be clouds, stars, balloons, or just regular identifiable aircraft. But there were still a 701 UFO reports that were still classified as definitely unexplained. Project Blue Book was around for 17 years and did UFO research done by the U.S. military They still had 701 reports by the end of 1969 of legit UFOs. The conclusion of Project Blue Book that UFOs were not a threat to national security, and there was no evidence indicating that the sightings were extraterrestrial origin. So yeah, yeah, 17 years of studying UFOs and no ETs, but they were still unidentified. And I'm totally missing something, I feel like. Like, they are straight up saying that these are UFOs, but not ETs. Very interesting. Thank you to the Freedom of Information Act, right? Because this was finally set out in public in 1967, but wasn't really a huge thing till, of course, much more recently. Because of the Freedom of Information Act in 67, we can now see exactly what the UFO reports were and what the U.S. Air Force did to investigate those reports. I do have the link in the show notes. And in this link to the 40 Freedom of Information Act, it has everything you can. You can send in your own questions, your own concerns, anything you want to know that the government has done. I got the link for you guys below for you to inquire about. What happened to the study of UFOs after 1969? After the Freedom of Information Act is out, people are now sort of talking more about UFOs and uh, if this isn't just some pseudoscience. Most people in a lot of these groups after 1969, they did have ties to the government. And there was a lot of organizations set out to study UFOs, but it wasn't a government agency. However, there was lots of government grants given to these organizations. One of the first that I want to talk about happened between 1966 and 1968, and it was called the Condon Report, which C-O-N-D-O-N, so Condon Report. This was a UFO project that was run at the University of Colorado, and this was to study UFOs, and it was funded by the U.S. Air Force. But that's all I could really find. I really could not find any data, any sightings, nothing. It just said, for these two years at the University of Colorado, the Air Force did give some funding so they the university could study UFOs. So yeah, I, however, this is one of the coolest organizations that I've come across, okay? And I really wanted to talk about it. So this is called the SETI organization. 
and that is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Organization. This is facilitated at the Carl Sagan Center for Research. And this is when I really wish I was a lot smarter, guys, because this Carl Sagan Center for Research brings scientific people together to research on a lot of things. And in this case, it's the SETI organization, which, like I said, search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Sorry. (laughs) So really what the SETI scientists are questioning is if there is existence of life elsewhere in the universe. And they have six core divisions within that, which is astronomy and astrophysics, exoplanets, astrobiology, climate and geoscience, and planetary exploration, which is the one that I'm more concerned with, the planetary exploration. And yeah, that's pretty much the one I'm going to be talking about now. (laughs) So SETI um, does have funding from NASA and the National Science Foundation and other government grants. From their website, They say that scientists doing SETI experiments are looking for proof, not merely of life elsewhere, but of intelligent beings and other star systems, unquote. So SETI doesn't use rockets or flight to study the stars and study space like that. What they're doing is they are using massive antennas that are outfitted with these like highly sensitive receivers and dishes And what they're doing is looking for radio waves. And this is what they say, that it's very simple. And this is what they have on their website. Quote, forget the rockets and bring on the the photons. Let signal beams via radio or light do the traveling. Unquote. So in other words, they're doing radio signals to look for other radio signals out there in the universe. SETI has been using large antennas to eavesdrop on any, any radio signals. And this is just means with, of course, aliens, guys. But I also like to point out that since they do have government grants, my conspiracy brain, again, thinks that they could be having the technology to eavesdrop pretty much anywhere else. If you have the large antennas and dishes and satellites to reach out until the middle of nowhere in space, you definitely have it for here. But anyways, this is used for aliens and UFO radio signals. Some of the experiments SETI has conducted use optical systems that search for flashing laser beams and lights also. SETI does not send out signals that are looking for them in space. So they're just putting out signals to see if there are signals out there. We're not, SETI's not putting stuff out there saying, hey, I'm SETI. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm from Earth. They're not doing that. That's actually what they're looking for. So they're not transmitting anything of their own. They're looking for transmission, radio waves. They have been doing this research for about 60 years, maybe a little more. They haven't found shit. 60 years of government funding, NASA funding, scientists are giving them money. Haven't found anything. However, they are still being funded and they still continue to do that research. I think they've got to have found something. Why would they continue to do that research for so long and spend all that money and not have found something? There is also the Center for UFO Studies. And this is an international group of scientists and like-minded individuals who examine the study, who examine it. <laughs> who examine and study UFO phenomenon. 
I do have their website in the show notes. Also, you could always report UFO sightings to that website also, and they actually might just go investigate it. So let's get into something a little more recent, yeah? So if you guys remember, less in 2021, yeah, 2021, the Pentagon came out to the world saying that they have been studying and have evidence of an identified aerial phenomenon. It has been coming to our planet for decades. But they don't have any contact with alien beings. So they did admit in UAPs, some type of extraterrestrial life, but no contact with the extraterrestrials or alien beings. That is freaking huge. Am I wrong? Our government came out and said, yes, UAPs are real. And not only are they real, but the government has been lying to us about it for a very long time. I do have a link in the show notes about Navy pilots that have been coming into contact with UAPs, which are my favorite, like UAP, UFO, alien reports are always from the Navy Air first, always my favorite. But the U.S. military did do this big update with their technology on radar and imaging back in 2014. And after that, there was a huge spike in sightings from the Navy and Air Force. Now, not only can you sometimes see these UAPs with the naked eye, but now they are seeing them on radar. And that is where it gets really interesting because that's where the Navy was seeing these UAPs damn near every day. The best part is that it's all recorded. It's not just footage of the UAP going back and forth on radar, but you can hear these military men and women asking themselves and asking their colleagues, what are you seeing? What is that? Did you see that? Like, this is the type of stuff that really intrigues me and scares me all at the same time, because it's these really professional military people and they break that professionalism when they see something they 100% can explain. And it is so trippy. I'm going to put a video up in the show notes. I watched um, a 60 Minutes on two Navy pilots who are telling the story about their experience with UAPs. This UAP that they mention and talk about was actually seen by four Navy pilots. Only two came forward to talk about it. It is also on radar and it's recorded. Like they recorded it. It's all out there. So in this 60 Minutes video... The two Navy pilots talk about them going out on November 2004 in Southern California. While flying during some training hours about 100 miles southwest of San Diego for about an entire week, the Navy was seeing these UAPs on the radar systems. So there was finally somebody who's like, okay, someone needs to go investigate these. So he sent out four pilots. So two planes, four pilots. These pilots saw something on their radar followed it. And then from what they say that this object just appeared in front of their eyes, they're kind of like chasing it and realize that this object is all of a sudden below them. So they start to get closer. And as they get closer, it just appears like out of nowhere, right in front of their eyes. And it's hovering right there in front of them. And as they get a little closer to it, it looks like a Tic Tac. So for those of you that know about UFOs, this is one of the Tic Tac UFOs. And as they continue to get closer, as it's right in front of them, it starts to mimic their flight patterns. So this Tic Tac UFO, and it, they, it's about the size of their aircraft, and they don't see any windows, they don't see anything inside of it, but it starts to mimic all their flight patterns. 
This confused the Navy pilots at first since they did not see any exhaust coming from the Tic Tac UFO. They didn't see any wings or any marks on it either. So they couldn't tell if maybe this was from another country. There was nothing on it. Just this little, you know, cylinder Tic Tac looking thing, but flying around mimicking their flight patterns. And then all of a sudden, it really does stop to right in front of them. Like now it's close and directly in front of these pilots. And all four of them are just like, the fuck? <laughs> it's there for like a good five minutes, guys. And they're talking to each other like, you guys see this, right? Yes. You see this? Yes. What is this? I don't know what it's doing. It's just hovering. It's hovering in front of us for a good five minutes and then just disappeared. And the pilots are just like, whoa, where'd it go? What happened? I don't see it on radar. I don't see it anywhere. So they head back to headquarters few minutes later, about 50 miles north of that, there's another Navy site and they saw a Tic Tac on their radar. Reports were filed about the four pilots coming into contact with this UAP, but nothing was done. And it wasn't until five years later that the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program came into the picture. Now, in that 60 Minutes video clip, you can hear the two pilots talk about what they saw, how incredible it was for them to witness it, and they legit just kept repeating, there's something, there's something there. We don't know what it is, but there is something there. And when the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP, once ATIP came involved, and ATIP was run by this man named Luis Elizondo, he came out to the public about a lot of military cover-ups with UAP encounters. And yes, it is in the show notes if you guys want to talk about it. So Luis explains exactly what will make a UAP very unique, what would be considered a UFO, a UAP, what it is. And these are the five signs that make it unique. One, instantaneous acceleration. Two, hypersonic velocity. Three, transmedian travel. Four, anti-gravity. Five, low observability. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes into a lot of detail about how what these military men on that specific day saw was a UAP 100%. So fam, you really got to tell me how you feel about this. Because to me, there is no question about the fact that there are UAPs and extraterrestrials out here. I didn't mention once in this series about anything about Area 51 or about any of the UAPs that have been reported around Skinwalker Ranch. That might be later and I'll cover it at that time. But there's so like those right there. We know the government has gone to Skinwalker Ranch that they've all done this research there. We don't know exactly what goes on at Area 51, but it is so covered up that it's all technology based like. It could be right there in front of our face, but the technology is so well hidden that you don't see the base at all. Anyways, <laughs> one last thing that I really want to cover, though, is that the Pentagon's latest hearings and on the study of UAPs. So it was two years ago that they came out that they have been in contact with them. But in August of last year, in 2022, there was another hearing between the Pentagon and the director of the All-Domain All Anomaly Resolution Office. His name is Sean Kirkpatrick, and he testified that there is a small portion of UAPs that are actually anomalies. These are the things that to him and his colleagues, he, they are completely unable to explain. 
Kirkpatrick also speaks about how he and others are under the belief that most of the UAP sightings are actually not controlled or driven by somebody inside that aircraft. He believes that these crafts are more like drones or crafts that are being controlled from a completely other location. And no, he does not think that they are a threat to national security. (laughs) So according to him, and now the Pentagon is agreeing with him, that these UFO and UAPs that we are seeing are more like drones. Some of them, yes, we have had encounters with extraterrestrials. We have those out there. But what is the, but what the government and government entities are telling us is that they haven't come into contact with specific aliens or extraterrestrials, just coming into contact with these unidentified flying objects and unidentified aerial phenomena. I think that's really interesting that they believe that and it's so specific. It's just interesting. And I have the whole hearing and it will be in the show notes also. I also have the video conference between Kirkpatrick and the Pentagon and the one from 2021. So I hope by now that we're all on the same page that the government has been in contact with all of these for decades and just hadn't told us. Why are they telling us this now? Is for some reason Big Brother feeling guilty? I really fucking doubt it. Is Big Brother feeling defeated from all the social media postings and videos of us as civilians showing that these things are coming to our world? Probably not. But it's all out there now. And no one can say that UAPs, UFOs, and extraterrestrials have not visited Earth. That cannot be said now. It's all out there. It has happened. And now we really just need to have those questions of why. Why do they visit? Why do they come and go? Why are they interested? And do they have reasons to just sit there and watch us? We could get into so much on the whys and whats, right? But that that's a, for a whole other episode. <laughs> but the UFO sightings, you guys really got to tell me what you think about them. The government's been studying for decades. Do you think that there's actual U, U, UFOs out there that we might have like actually taken and we're getting technology from them? Do you believe in the greys or or do you believe in the reptilians? There's so many other alien type beings out there, like everything. It's insane how much there is out there on UFOs. Please go to my social media, go to Weird Mythic Podcast on Twitter, go to Weird Mythic Podcast on Instagram, which has also had all the links to everything else and the website and our merch Weird Mythic Podcast on YouTube. And please, if you got an encounter with any sort of ET or UAP or want to give me some insight on some other government cover-ups, because I love it, send that to weirdmythicpodcast at gmail.com. Send me everything, guys. I love the aliens and UFO stuff. Just send it all here because I could do a whole podcast on it. But we will be getting into some sort of cryptid or paranormal thing for the next one since I'm going to be with my mom. And she might want to do a show with me. So yeah, might have that coming up. But go ahead, like, subscribe, stars, comment, whatever it is, but go to all the social media. And again, send me a story or encounter or suggestion on something to weirdmythicpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.